1: Another week of growing in grace. I'm Joel Breezeke, the Breeze Man, because Breeze Man is easier than saying Breeze-A-Key. And Mike Kapler over there, I call him the Cap. A lot of people do. Uh, cap is pretty easy to say, too. And we like simplicity around here. And that's the only reason I brought any of that up. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were talking last week, we were talking about the simplicity that is in Christ, the simplicity of the message of the gospel. A lot of times in the church that message gets complicated when really it's so simple. What God has done for us, who he has made us to be, and and so on and so forth. It's all so simple. We talked about that last week. Both Cap and I, we shared how the message that we shared with people back in our early walk with Christ, it was generally speaking a message of, okay, now you're a believer. Here's what you do. You need to start reading your Bible. You need to start praying. You need to confess your sins. You need to do this, 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 and this both Cap and I in in different ways, and maybe you, maybe you've experienced similar things, or maybe you've had other people tell you these things. And so we contrasted that a little bit with how we would share the message of the gospel today. It would be more of a message of, of sharing, you're a believer now. Here's what Christ did for us. You know, do you believe this And as a believer now, here's the goodness of God. Here's the love of God. Get to know the love of God rather than a list of things to do. So we'll talk a little bit about that and some other things this week.
0: Yeah. So you're having a conversation with somebody, friend, family member, probably not a family member. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Politics and religion with family. Forget about it. Seriously, maybe somebody that you know, for all I know, it's somebody from church, but you're engaged with somebody who... Is going through some things. They've opened up their mind and their heart to at least have a conversation. They they may begin to realize that they, they have a place for God in their life, or maybe they're resisting it. Maybe they're uh, you're, you're trying to explain to them the the simplicity of the goodness of the the grace of God, and and there's just maybe it sounds too easy for them. <laughs> that's uh, that's one possibility. The <laughs> other possibility is. There are a lot of people out there, maybe they've been in church at some point in their life, or they're looking for, you know, from a distance, and their perception of what Christianity is is based upon change and doing, and I don't get to do this anymore, and I have to start doing this anymore, and they have a hard time seeing uh, themselves in that place because it just doesn't sound like them, it doesn't feel like... Part of their identity, so to speak. So, they think that Christianity and um, converting to Jesus Christ will kind of be one of those things where they have to they have to start performing in a certain way. You know, behavioral changes and things like that. That will keep people away sometimes too. So you got different schools of thought out there where some people say, "Well, this gospel thing you're talking about sounds too easy," whereas I've seen it in the past where. Uh, other people think that it's going to sound too difficult because they think they got to change and and the gospel isn't about change it's, it's about exchange it's not about right doing it's about right being that's the foundation of the gospel. And so when we're having these conversations with people, as we were talking about last week, I, I don't do the Romans road thing anymore that, that I did uh, decades ago when I was trying to lead people to, to Jesus Christ. I just speak from my heart. And I think the real key, though, is trying to keep it simple. When you're sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, keep it simple you know, like that, that tweet you shared last week, Joel, I mean, there was just three simple things there, but essentially people have fallen short. Okay. Nobody has done it right. And it comes down to a simple choice. Do you believe in what Jesus did was enough for your salvation and for your eternity because he paid for it with his blood? Or are you going to reject that? Are you going to believe, or are you not going to believe? I would keep the message simple. But stay away from performance based issues. You know, th- those kinds of things can be a, a discussion further down the road, perhaps. Although it's going to be a whole lot different for me these days than it was uh, decades ago. Because, like I said last week, I used to give people all the bullet points of what they need to start doing now that they're a Christian. You sell it as a free item. And then you start telling people kind of what it's going to cost them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I used to do. And I know a lot of other Christians do it, too. Yes, I see those hands out there. You, you've done the same thing, right? Me, too. Uh, we can still share the gospel of Jesus Christ from a grace-based perspective, and it's going to be a lot more effective, I think. But leave people with a choice. And, and the other third choice, besides believing and, and not believing, is do you think you can get there on your own performance, on your own merit, get there your way? The Bible says you won't be able to do that, but there's some people who will just kind of shrug and say, I'm not that bad of a person, and um, I haven't killed anyone, and uh, they'll just go off on their
1: own. Yeah. Well, it's like that tweet. Just I'll I'll read that tweet again uh, real quickly here from Tulian Chavidian. He actually tweeted this on May 1st, 2018 here, but the, he says, uh, the message of the Bible in three sentences, God's demand, be perfect. God's diagnosis, you're not perfect. God's deliverance. Jesus was perfect for you. I mean, how simple is that? That's the message. That's how simple it is. Like you were saying a little while ago, this is what the problem was. You know, um, God demanded perfection. That was the law. You see you see that throughout the Old Testament. And uh, he the diagnosis of all of this. You're not perfect, but that's not the end of the story. God delivered us. God saved us. Uh, Jesus was perfect on our behalf. Jesus was perfect for you. And so when uh, you're like you say, when you're in this situation, when you're talking with someone, when someone at least is at least open to hearing what you have to say about this Jesus thing, about this gospel thing. You were t- something you were saying there, Cap. That's really what kept me from coming to the Lord for many years. I've actually been a believer all my life, but I thought—I mean, as far back as I can remember, I've always believed. But I thought that I had to have my act together, basically in order to have this walk with God because the message that I got not necessarily from the church that I grew up in but the message that I got from the church in general in in society uh, the message I got was that you had to change you had to change your ways you had to have your stuff together and I knew that I didn't and that kept me from knowing God from really getting to know him and so like you say there is a choice that initial choice that a person has do you believe that Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for, for your sins, to put it simply. Do you believe? That decision is really, it's it's a simple thing to make. And then once a person has come, if they decide they want to, and, and you know what? If if somebody says, I'm not sure, you know what? You don't have to convince them. You don't have to spend a whole bunch of time convincing them. You can just leave it there, and, and you can let the Holy Spirit work it in their life. That's another part of this simplicity thing that I didn't used to understand, that it's not up to me to get somebody else saved. <laughs> uh, I can sure share the message, and again, we want to keep it. Try to keep it simple, uh, but we leave it in the hands of the Holy Spirit. And then once they've made this decision, yes, I do believe that I can't do this. I need, I need Jesus. I need what He has done. I, I need to rely on His finished work. Well, then, you like what we you're saying? Instead of giving them a list of, here's a whole bunch of things you need to do now. It was, ho, 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 you just told me you just told me this was a free gift. You just told me that God did all of this stuff on my behalf. Well, yeah, he did, but here's a bunch of stuff you need to do anyway. No, instead of that, tell them, as simply as we can, the good things that God has done for us. He's he has made us by nothing that we've done saints. He's perfected us, he's justified us, and it's through nothing that we've done. And God loves you. And he wants to know you and for you to know him. That's really why he saved us. He didn't save us to give us a whole list of things that we need to do from now to eternity. He saved us because he wants us to know him, to know his love and his grace. And so we can really try to keep it simple and and not complicate things for people.
0: Yeah. and, And then once they make the decision to open up their heart, confess Jesus Christ as Lord, to believe it's as simple as that. It's not a work on our part. It's just a gift that we receive. And I know there are some people out there who, who will try to take a black highlighter to believing, but that's exactly what you'll have to do when it comes to the Scripture. You'll have to use a black highlighter. It's quite plain and simple. Jesus did it all on our behalf. We just choose to to believe it and, and receive it or reject it. I mean, we have that option, that opportunity. Whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life, Right. So once they come into the fold, so to speak, once they've made that decision to say, yes, I want to, I want to trust in what Jesus did on my behalf. Now, instead of giving them the bullet points that I would have given them 25 years ago with, here's all the stuff you've got to do. That was just a a ridiculous, we we would call it discipling, you know, Mm -hmm. disciple people, cookie cutter Christians, somebody once called them, kind of try and develop and mold them and make them like us. Instead, maybe a, a more effective approach now to these new believers in Christ would be to let them know who they are in Christ, Who, who, who how are they identified already as a believer in Christ. Not what they're going to try to become through what they do, that's not the gospel, but who God has already made them to be as a believer in Christ. And just a few examples, they're a saint. And again, this is not something that they have to work at to become they're the righteousness of God in him. It's God's righteousness now abiding in them. They're right with God. They've been perfected, set apart, sanctified. They now have peace with God, saved from God's uh, wrath, free from condemnation. Nothing can separate them from the love of God. Nothing. They're overcomers in this world. And the list goes on and on. But, um, you know, it's just and we can go on and on here with dozens, if not into the hundreds of things that identify a, a new Christian. That's the spiritual reality in a fallen world. And once they begin to understand and grasp this and believe it, then you can begin to see the, the behavior become affected by it. I mean, even just understanding the love of God without condition can cause a person to, to do a complete you know 180 when it comes to, the, to their attitude and, and their actions. I'll yeah. let you wrap up, Joel.
1: Yeah, I think that's it, because I think the message in much of the church is you're saved, and now here's what you do. They skip past who God has made us to be. They Some people might touch on it a little. It's like we've talked about in the past. Sometimes they'll want to talk about love and grace, but then we want to get to the meatier things. We want to get down and dirty, and here's what you need to do. And I want to say, for one thing, there's nothing wrong with doing. Doing is good. There are a lot of good things that we can do in Christ, but the doing really flows from being. We need to really know who we are in Christ. You, you said a few really good things there, and in, in, in addition, we've been forgiven of everything. We have communion with God. We have fellowship with him. We're part of his family now, and we can rest. He saved us so that we can rest in him. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. He gives us his peace. And a lot of Christians don't have that because from the moment they believe, they're told all the things they need to do, do, do. It's a do-do gospel. And uh, we just want people to rest and to be. And something that we can rest in is the fact that we are dead to sin and alive to sin. To righteousness not because of our behavior and performance now behavior is good it's important avoiding sin is profitable but our identity and the fact that we are dead to sin and alive to righteousness has nothing to do with our behavior and we'll talk about that next week on growing in grace
0: this has been growing in grace with mike kapler and joel brisicki